Michael Estelle, Jim Dwight Cree, Carl Edney and Kelly for your business paper needs. Dunder Mifflin, people press better podcast. Dunder Mifflin, people press better podcast. Dunder Mifflin, the people press better podcast. Welcome to the People Person Paper Podcast, the show where we are going episode by episode through every episode of the hit NBC sitcom The Office. My name is Hilton Price. I always talk so fast, Brian. I know, I know. You you almost get me going talking fast. I, don't, I, don't I need mean to slow to. it down. Yeah. It's the coffee. One one it's that's what it is. It's it's the coffee and recording at 10 a.m. on a Sunday. The, Up and at him. The Lord's Day. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Sittler, you're back. Yeah, I'm back and ready to talk about this pretty good episode. And we, we couldn't we couldn't be too far into to season six without bringing back a, a beloved guest. We could not. Uh, we we can't help ourselves. Josh Boltz is back. <laughs> I'm I'm here to bring the tone and speed down. Thank you. Sl- slow us down, if you yeah. will, Josh. <laughs> yes, much. a little bit. Slow me down, man. <laughs> too on. energetic here on the yeah. floor. <laughs> thanks for coming back, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me. And, and we decided to have you back uh, for. Uh, an interesting arc, the Jim's promotion arc. Yes. Uh, Jim is moving and shaking this yeah, episode. I didn't realize he had such ambition. Yeah, it kind of comes out of nowhere. Did I miss that? I was literally thinking that. Like, there, there's a deleted scene where he talks a little bit about um, that he, he doesn't, he says he doesn't want anything like fancy, but he says he wants food for his kid. So he, he needs the, the, having, the. Having a kid, that'll, that'll put some ambition. Yeah. On you. Yeah. 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 So that 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 makes a sense. But he he talks about how many times he has asked Michael for a promotion, and oh. I just want to know how far back does that was that was that before he knew Pam was pregnant? I uh, mean, you was know, that, you know, like, plot hole. It kind of just seems a little bit. I, no, no, no. And it's overkill because they didn't really need to say that. Because obviously he's having a fa- having a family now, and he needs. Yeah, it, it's always great to make you know more money when you have you know rugrats coming in. Yeah. So I get that. Yeah, it just seems a little bit overblown. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not used to seeing Jim so pissed off, uh, angry. Actually, a serious character. It's this, a little jarring for oh, me. Oh yeah, one, this is one of the times where he's actually mad. Yeah. at Michael. Yeah, ma- you know, legit, legitimately mad. so. And Michael really knows it almost from the word go. I mean, even offering to like let Jim punch him. And but yeah. what's funny is like <laughs> I could see for a second Jim was like, maybe, maybe, right? Why, why not? You know, mm, like yeah. he, he kind of had to take that deep breath and be like, okay, no, I'm not going to punch Michael, but I would really, really like to. And you know, though, I got to say, I and and you said earlier this is a pretty good episode. If I'm being completely honest, I'm not too wild about this episode, no. and, and when especially I, yeah, especially yeah. the because um, I watch the extended cut. Mm. But as I do, I do also watch the yeah. the original for broadcast because then I like to compare sure. what was taken out. And to be clear, we're talking about episode two, the meeting. Of yes, six. yes. Yeah. yes. Slag, Just the broadcast version of this episode, uh, to my mind, I mean it. It almost feels like it could have been part of a bigger episode. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't really seem like, I mean, a, aside from, you know, Jim talking to David Wallace and the promotion, not a lot's really going on. I mean, you, you kind of got Pam chasing people down for begrudging, yeah. you know, RSVP Wedding stuff which, coming up. Which is yeah. a little more, which you get a little bit more of that in the extended version kind of fleshes that out. Yeah. But I mean... Like even still, it, it's just not a lot, and it's not a great episode. And and no. and honestly, 
I had trouble really reading Michael's motivation in in the broadcast version, the, in the extended one, it made it a little bit more clear. But I was like, well, why doesn't he want Jim to have this promotion? Is he afraid that that means he's going to lose his job, or is this a is this a, he doesn't want to lose you know yeah. a, a member of his family if if I, they're going to go away? And and watching the extended one, it's more clear that he's worried about his job security yeah the Mm -hmm. deleted scenes and i'm assuming the supercut really get more into this idea it's only like one offhanded line in the 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 broadcast but the idea that the buffalo shutdown has impacted them so heavily yes Yes. and michael is really michael is really kind of struggling with the workload it's been chaotic and that's the thing is we see that more in those deleted scenes yes we see david interacting with him we see michael interacting with others even there's a scene with andy mentioning you have been kind of fucking up a lot without the f-bomb right Mm. Right and well and it's oh, Andy the, says that yeah oh the, the cold open of the extended one is Aaron coming in and like handing you know you know how when I mean you've all had the office job where you get stuff and you put posted notes mm-hmm. on your monitor for stuff to remind you and she's in there giving him this 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 and this and and Michael finally goes look Aaron if you've got more work for me I'm gonna need another monitor yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, that, that and... Um, well, don't you, worry, Mike. Pretty soon everyone's going to have two monitors. Yeah. What right. are we going to say? It really sets up the idea of, of why um, David would be considering this at all. Mm-hmm. And it really sets up the idea more of why Jim is going after it. And, and those are the two big things that we miss in the broadcast version. Yes. Um, Even Michael's... Michael's motivations seem somewhat confused because I think maybe, maybe it's... Maybe deep down or... I mean... Maybe they're both valid because he he does view this as his family. He does oh, want yes. to lose oh, them yeah. and the baby, but really well, it's more played that he's worried about losing his job. So yeah. we're continuing this insecure Michael time. Last episode he was insecure just yeah. about gossip, and now it's ratcheted up big time with insecurity about his own job. It feels to me like the writers, after a, a bit of an experimental season with season five, where mm-hmm. we got into, you know, we've talked at length sure. about the Michael Scott Paper Company arc and how it deviated from ve- many elements of the traditional form of this show. Mm-hmm. This seems like such a return to form mm-hmm. of playing off Michael's insecurities, of playing off his assumptions, his his kind of um, the way that he tries to fix something and makes it worse. A lot of the classic season two and three tropes of this show are reintroduced here. We saw it again in season five in episodes like Stress Relief. Mm -hmm. But here, it's just not done as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's all mismanaged so badly, too. Even from Wallace's, I mean, my my opinion, living in the corporate world for a while, Yeah, just just the way he handles the, the interview, like knowing Michael's there, not letting him in on the meeting, um, yeah, he should know that that's going to do that, something to Michael. That like, both absolutely. Should, yeah. 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 The the talking heads with Jim, where he talks about how I I, I kept Michael in dark because I didn't want him to impact. I, I should have known he could do more damage. Yeah. I mean, those are funny bits. But he should have. Exactly. He should have. Yeah. Exactly. And like you said, I didn't tell him because I knew he would try to help. Yeah. Right. And yeah, while that's true, and we know it's disastrous, you would have had more control over the situation. You definitely would have. Instead of just letting Michael's, you know, head run wild on its own, I mean, th- then you have absolutely no control over that situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it just seems, it all seems a little bit disjointed. Um, there is, I mean, they do try to throw in the the um, comic relief, I would say somewhat with, with Daryl and, and um, 
Dwight, Dwight and, and Toby. That's um, what, yeah. Somewhat, you know, you know, it's not it's not for everybody. Um, you know, it does have some funny elements, but at the same time, it's still eh. Well, and again, that know. that's another thing that uh, uh, watching the uh, <laughs> watching the extended version, there there is a little bit more of because I believe in the broadcast version, it's just the one scene with them staking out Daryl's house. Yep. And then that's it. There's the, the scene where they're in the warehouse, yeah. and Toby narrates that he that they Dwight noticed that the ladder couldn't reach all the way up. Mm-hmm. But yes. the cut scenes actually have Dwight and Toby interacting in the warehouse. They talk to the warehouse workers. Mm. They ask they ask Hide how do they get to the top shelf, and he says always lift. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so it's it's that the detective work is shown more than told. Yes. Which, and, and there is, but there also is more there's, I believe there's only one scene with them actually staking out yeah. in yes. there. In now in the extended one, there's, there's a couple more, uh, which, which I think would have actually been better to keep in because it's, it's, it's funny. You don't, you don't really see Toby and Dwight. Like it's, he, Mm-mm. like, you know, you, you see a lot of other people, Jim, Pam, get exasperated with how odd Dwight is. But Toby also kind of being, like, seeing how someone like Toby gets exasperated yeah. with, uh, with things Dwight does. Like when, uh, the, there's a cutscene where the, he's spying on them with binoculars and they are these really, like, bright, They've got Fle- like gold re- yeah. uh, lenses on them, yeah, reflective or, lenses. Yeah, they're like red reflective. Yeah, lenses. it's it's weird. It looks weird, and, and he's like they're camouflaged. And he goes, if a deer can't see them, then how could Daryl see them? And 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 it's just funny because Toby goes, "Deers don't know what those are." Yeah, <laughs> like it, it. So it was kind of funny for me to see how Toby. You know, kind of deals exacerbatedly with with Dwight's like drinking the pouch of water gel. <laughs> you know, like, so they do a whole extended. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah it cut, a, it cuts back because okay. all times. we get in the the broadcast is the, the bit about the train bonding over trains, which is neat because you get a little bit of character insight into both of them. You get the bonding moment, and then you get a little bit of that Toby exasperation when he says he wants to come see it, and Dwight's just like, "Well, it's just a standard slaughterhouse," and Toby just, "No, the the trains, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, just the train." Yeah, and then it's just tomfoolery and hijinks after that. With yes, with. with and and I, I do, they kind of, and they really, they play up the, you know, they're both wearing the same jersey, you know, they both have the same haircut. we got similar like, hair, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And, and, and of course, Dwight, you know, Dwight, of course, not being uncomfortable at all with possibly being considered racist just because he's yeah. so, it, it, like, when, when they said, oh, so what, me and my sister look the same, and Dwight's just like, Yes, how do you not, like, yeah. what is that? And, you know, you just see Toby over there, like, oh, my God. Toby's like, like no, I, I don't see it. I don't like, see it. <laughs> it's just, it's it's just that, that characterization of Dwight, that he is so, the, that type of colorblind. Exactly. You yeah. know. Yeah, the, that I, the he, idea that people of a culture yeah. all look the same. It, yeah. Which is a, it's an awful stereotype that has been legitimately thrown at Right, at, at, and, and Dwight just doesn't no, care. He, no. he doesn't well, see the problem with what's great saying about, that. Yeah. It's great because that's such a cringy scene. That's an example of something that I don't know would even be attempted today in, in 2023. I don't know that a new office would even try that scene. 
<laughs> Meanwhile, the scene works so well because Toby's answer is not a ton better. No. He's kind of like avoidant. I don't no. see anything. He's like, avoiding. Like, I don't yeah. see color at all. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. it's, it's almost too much in the other direction. And there's a, a value to that scene about understanding that both of these approaches are not really right. Right. You know? Right. No. I, I think... I think you po- you probably could still do something like that today because because Dwight is played as such as a, so wrong as a, mm. but a, as such a you know non social cue picking up type person that you're you know like you're he's only he's, concerned he's, made he's as, only concerned with what's right or what he views as right and wrong right and, and and who's busted and who's not and the show is do is painting him as the person who is in the wrong. I would I don't know that I agree with you, but I I, I hear you. I hear okay. you. And, and 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 the one thing that I think it does so well is it really plays to the problem that a lot of people even even maybe yeah, us in certain sure, circumstances sure, yeah. have when it comes to issues of race and culture disparity, mm-hmm. which is that it's just simply hard to see from a perspective outside your own. Yeah. yeah. You know, to Dwight Daryl and his sister do look alike because Dwight just does not have the nuance to really see yes. what he should be seeing there. Right. But, but at the same time, and I read about this, I didn't see it. You saw it, I think. But um, it, there's a deleted scene with Pam where she's trying to go around oh. getting. That's the very end. <laughs> that That's the very end. And she of mistakes the, yeah. Daryl's she sister. Sees da- she's running up and she sees Daryl's sister from behind and she starts shouting, Daryl, Daryl, I need to get your confirmation. And as she gets right next to her, she looks up, recognizes the woman, and immediately looks forward and keeps going, Daryl, Daryl! <laughs> yeah. She just hasn't caught up to him yet. Yeah. And the best part is, obviously, they're both looking forward. So if Daryl himself is not visibly ahead yeah. of him, <laughs> the jig is up, uh-huh. as they say. Is that, it was, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really sure. I, don't, I need to go back yeah. and actually watch the scene. It's, but it's, I'm, I'm glad that they had it like that, where she kept, I like how she tried to, uh, you know, uh, play it off or it, just, you know, correct it. It, it. And that's such a great thing that this show does without really that, that it may. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right, Josh, that they could do it because as long as they set up the same parameters, but it calls attention to the different ways that we in the real world handle these awkward situations. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And, and I think it it's, it's the, cause the thing, the, the thing that I always try to, um, to gauge it as is like them the Daryl and his sister looking alike is not the punchline. Yeah. The punchline is Dwight. Yeah, the punchline, sure. yeah, is is Dwight it the humor comes from the cringe. Yes. That's mm-hmm. one thing that I think a lot of younger folks or folks that never got into the office mm-hmm. failed to connect with, and that's okay, mm-hmm. is that, that that the cringe is what's funny. Yeah. So seeing Dwight mm-hmm. be so ignorantly, blatantly, mm-hmm. boldly racist in making us uncomfortable mm-hmm. is the humor. Mm-hmm. And yeah. maybe it teaches us a lesson along the way that maybe if you don't quite see something, you keep your mouth shut. Yeah. You know? but Like you know. Dwight is not who one wants to aspire to be. Exactly. And the show makes that very clear yeah. through multiple, multiple seasons and multiple episodes. Well, he is he's never a really, ma- he's, a maniac. he's never really <laughs> the hero. Even at the end you know, at the end of season nine, where he gets the job he wants, the girl he's been lusting after for all these seasons, he's still not an emulatable character. No, absolutely not. Whereas Michael, at least they showed growth in later seasons in an attempt to try and show that this bad, 
flawed man had tried to get better. Yes. You know, mm. you he 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 learns more about nuance. He mm-hmm. learns about being respectful, about not speaking when he doesn't have to. You know, mm-hmm. Michael's uh, goodbye uh, has got so many moments of him intera- interacting with the, the team where you see that he may have learned more along the way than you ever even noticed. Yeah, I agree with that. Oscar's gift alone <laughs> speaks mm-hmm. volumes to that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, speaking of Oscar at the at the very beginning, and, and it's, uh, I, I did want to, because I thought about... This actually made me think of something that uh, I believe we had discussed uh, on one of my previous times. Uh, Safe uh, words? Uh, again, well, no, again, about, <laughs> again, about, uh, you know, things that you, you know, could or could not do and, and things that sitcoms did like in the 90s mm-hmm. and all that and how we yeah. and how we talked about how, you know, while the you know, like shows like Will and Grace actually putting uh, gay characters front and center, I do believe played a part in, you know, as our culture moved through the 90s and the 2000s that, you know, homosexuality was not a taboo anymore because now it was something that was on TV. But having done that, the way that a lot of things were still, you know, broached and stuff, I believe, I mean, cause you still had like, you know, the, like the Seinfeld, the, no, we're not gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. You know, it was, it was exactly. kind of, it was kind of like that where it was, and, and it was I still and, played and, for laughs. And Michael, Michael Scott <laughs> is, I believe America in the nineties and two thousands when it came to, you know, issues of sexuality or race where he's, he's, we, we were well-meaning idiots back then. That's such a great way to put it. We were saying the wrong, we were, you know, trying, we were trying, but we were saying the wrong things. It was still, you know, coming there, there are definitely some moments, but, but the intent was not to was not to hurt. It wasn't malicious. It, yeah. It, yeah, but yeah. but still, th- not that that is an excuse for any of that. But I just I thought about that. I was like, man, it really is. Michael is kind of like how America was. It's like in the back 90s, then we dropped the hate. We, yeah, there was no more. You know, to say to to, mm-hmm. to mention an awful thing, smear the queer. You know, sure. there was right. none of this sure. aggressive anti-gay language. No, by and large, there's mm-hmm. still pockets. Oh, of, hate, oh, of, of course. course, and it's still today. But mm-hmm. by and large, we we had agreed that hate was unacceptable. Mm-hmm. We were still okay with mockery. Yes. And then here's the key thing, and this is the big thing in the cornerstone of Michael in the cold open. There is as a culture, we hadn't got past the idea that gay means butthole stuff. Yeah. And that's what this is. The minute Michael has a situation that involves his butthole, uh-huh. he thinks he needs gay counseling. Yes. He needs to go to the expert. And and, yeah. that, and also that gay was a personality. Like that, like if you were the gay character, oh, yeah. you were the gay character. Yeah. You you were, you know, it was very that's one-dimensional. Singular. I mean, same for basically anybody that wasn't straight and white for the most part, is they were still that 
character. I, I I was listening to a great episode of the Retronauts podcast, which is a gaming podcast uh, that I came to because of my love of a creator named Jeremy Parrish, who does great video game documentary stuff. I'm dropping these names so all you listeners who are into games can go check it out. <laughs> uh, but on Retronauts recently, they did uh, an episode, and I'll be quick, about LGBTQ representation in video games, which as gamers and, yes. and a casual gamer, mm. you know is not there's not a ton of that. No. And it's only mm. in recent years there's gone more of that. Mm. And they talk about one example that was really well done in that there was a an RPG and the storyline involved several characters dealing with prom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think this was a Persona game. They were in high, uh, okay. high school, I believe. Okay. And while some of the characters had prom drama that involved their dates who were of opposite sex, yes. one character was dealing with prom drama with her date who was of the same sex. Mm-hmm. And what the commentators on this episode of Retronauts seem to really enjoy, and uh, I, I think I agree, even though I'm still learning about a lot of this, was that this character, the gay was not the plot point. Right. The drama was the issue. Well, yeah. Hers just happened to be with a woman, whereas a different character in the same scenes happened to be with a man. Right. And that's what it was. The gay is just part of their character. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like... It's not the primary thing. You know, just to, to speak uh, personally, you know, I, I'm an, an out bisexual. Mm-hmm. But to meet Hilton, you're probably talking about stand-up comedy. You're probably talking about the podcast, my mm-hmm. love of shows like The Office, my mm-hmm. passion for video games, right. my Zelda tattoos. Mm-hmm. Who I'm having sex with is pretty low down that list, right? You know, exactly. in, unless we're dating, unless well, one of you fellas wants to go out, yeah. You know, but then but, it can knock up a few notches. But that's the real world. Is that we're all so much more complex than that? Just like yes, you gentlemen as heterosexuals, sure. Sure. you know, I would sure. I would talk to you know your 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 interests, your passions, your abilities before I ever got to what your yeah, your genitals, absolutely, yeah. you know, and that would be normal, or that would just exactly. be the yeah. no, the norm, yeah, in a way, yeah, you know? yeah. like uh, like if we learned about Oscars uh, origami earlier mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Yes. For example. Yeah. So, you know, this is actually giving me real world two flashbacks, if I remember right, with the, the second Beth yeah. from Oregon. Uh-huh. Who when she actually one of the best, like she's just straight up talking about you're, you're how t- you're talking about the real world, the MTV reality I am, show. I am. Yeah. And and she actually made an excellent point about this and how her focus in the show was that like it became that after she outed herself in front of her uh, roommates and then but she had a great point I can't remember the whole thing but I remember she had a great point like that's a that's like that's like the least part of my or that that's that's a really small part of my life yeah you know and like I think it hit if I remember right like that was a pretty profound moment for me watching it's like yeah wait there's so much more to somebody than that. I mean, that's just yeah. what everybody's fixated on. Yeah. But, but I, I will admit. But you're doing a, disservice to her. You're doing disservice to her. But I will admit in 1993 or whenever that was, mm-hmm. it may have been a service to viewers to show sure. a lesbian and, and humanize her. Yeah, absolutely. You know? But but I mean, absolutely. That's, that's really a question to, to look back on uh, at some point and really wonder. Was it more damaging by constantly focusing on this one element, mm-hmm. or was it more humanizing by by showing people, hey, look, here's just a person? Mm-hmm. Because that's what we get so lost in these debates, is that you know, people who are different from you, whatever you may be, whoever you may be, they're still people. And mm-hmm. that's why respect and kindness and empathy oh, and equity ab- is so important. Absolutely. I've always been. Yeah. I've I've uh I don't know. I, I I've always had when I growing up, I was I mean, I was an only child. But I also had uh, older cousins that I spent a- enough time with that I was like, they were like my older brothers. Yeah. So I was also kind of like the baby of the extended family. And 
you know, of course, being older boys, I was I was subjected to you know being picked on. Yeah, you know the the stuff yep. that one one would what do happens? to a younger sibling, and I always internalized I I internalized that because I know. Now, I'm not saying that I know on a macro societal level what non-heterosexual people feel. But you have empathy. But I have empathy because I know at least in some way what it feels like for somebody that has more power than you, mm-hmm. knows they have more power than you, mm-hmm. and are willfully delighting in using that power on you, knowing that you can't do anything about it. Exactly. And I internalize that at such a young age, and that's why when it comes to issues of race, or se- I prom- and, and I'm not, and I've, and I've messed up along the way. Oh, sure. But I've always, in my heart, internalized, I'm like, I will never be that person that uses yeah. power that I have for the sole purpose of pushing somebody that does not down because exactly. I know how angering Punch that is. Yeah. yeah, I know how, you know, angering that can be and I don't want to be the source of that. And I'm not saying I begrudge my cousin. I mean, we were, no, you know, no, we you were, were kids. kids. Yeah, yeah, we were kids. Right. But, but you learned a lesson through childlike bullying yes. that pertains to grand scale discrimination exactly yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. and and again and speaking more to what what Brian was saying too is that this is very much Michael not trying to abuse power he's honestly coming at it from that uh that that ignorance yes yes yeah, that you know, the well-meaning idiot the well-meaning yeah, the, idiot like you had said the, exactly the guy who made the guy who did that um uh, <clears throat> you know that that uh the what second episode of the of the series Larry Wilmore the no yeah, well he did his own um, you know, race, uh, diversity, diversity day, day yeah. Yeah. thinking with all best intentions. He wants to be yeah. someone who doesn't see color, who doesn't see the differences between us. But he he has only re- achieved the nineties. He, he wants to make yes. it, he, he wants to make it pleasurable for the doctor. He, do, he does. <laughs> listen, Doctor Chandri deserves a little pleasure, you guys. Uh, and that's the great thing too is Oscar gets it too because Oscar is not mad. Oscar is just disappointed. Yeah, Oscar is just just leaves like very what the fuck is this you know what he's almost and i love i love oscar i love his character i love him in this scene too but he's almost he's almost too innocent when he's like when he pulls his chair up and he's like what's going on like what like he like michael really puts him at sort of like a a kind of vulnerable in a way makes him vulnerable when you say colonoscopy at first i mean but he's having it he's having a he says at first he's having a procedure yeah and that could be you know that could run all sorts of things and but i I believe he does mention colonoscopy before before oscar before he you know comes with what he's saying and i mean and even that like you know saying i'm getting a procedure oh procedure i'm getting a colonoscopy Ooh, that you know that's because that because that can be a serious you know of course everybody if you're 40 and over, you should get, get one. you should get uh, checked. I've heard now it's 45, <laughs> uh, so that's next year for me. Uh, don't be too jealous. Yeah, do, uh, listeners, do you want to guess what age none of us at this table have hit yet? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but but you know it's it it it's and it is an important procedure to get, mm. but it is it is also one that you know that that could lead to some, especially if someone's just recommending you get one. That you know that could be some, that that's cause for like oh. Oak is everything is everything okay is you know yeah. and 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 then you know yeah. the hammer comes down of you know oh 
this is why you've yeah. and it's a, me yeah. in here. And it's a good callback to the last episode where Andy's, um, shall we say, confused. Yeah. He said confused. Where Oscars become the... the, the He's the, the comfort yeah, or the, uh, the, the, the... The comfort for confused, for confused straight men. Yes. heterosexual men. Once again, he's not going to be that, especially for this guy mm-hmm. who's very confused. It's in a different way. It's not the same thing. Not obviously nowhere near what was Andy was going through. Yeah. But uh, at I the am same curious time, if Michael he, he's learned not anything. the freaking. He, what would you say? I'm curious if Michael learned anything. <laughs> if he if he realized, no. oh, this is not a this is not gay. No, <laughs> then he's going to have to go. Find, he's just going to have to go in and just wing it, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> with Doctor Chandri. Doctor Chandri. <laughs> Uh, Andy though, uh, he's get, a mess. Uh, you get a little uh, in in one of the extended scenes. Get a little backstory on his when Michael's trying to uh, find a way to oh, with the cheap, subterfuge the yeah, into to get the, inside the meeting room. Into the meeting, you you get a little. Um, yeah, Andy apparently learned cheese stuff. Yes, fromage. the fromagier. He was a assistant. Yeah, he was assistant yes. to the fromagier. And he yeah. finally got to put this to use. Yes, in France. Yeah. Oh, he, he did. D- despite half his cheese is coming from Wisconsin, but we'll, yes, you know, and and from the sandwiches that were in the <laughs> thankfully <laughs> pulling the cheese off the sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. oh. But I just love how I just love how how seriously he's because t- Michael's just he's like no 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 you never put a soft cheese next to a hard <laughs> cheese. Yeah, when he, there's a scene of him and Michael building okay. the uh, the plate the yeah. tray. Oh, there's an art to this. Yeah, and yes. we learned that, of course. And Andy suggests it uh, in the scene where Michael's leaning on his desk. Uh-huh. Uh, that's the one thing in the deleted scenes is there weren't as many deleted scenes. There were like alternate takes. Yes, that oh. were a little different and and kind of furthered the storyline oh. in, in a slightly different way. Yeah, this was know? definitely one of those more. It, it was different takes. Slightly elongated yeah. scenes, and then and then just a couple extra scenes with uh, Dwight and Toby. Yeah. in in the car was really. You I know. feel like we really this was an episode that was probably hard to edit. I feel like they probably had to cut. More I than agree. They wanted yeah. to. Yeah, I definitely agree. I, I agree with that too. And um, the cold open time probably could have been used to flesh out the story a little bit more, but I'm glad they didn't because it's yeah. easily the funniest moment of the episode. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I, there's not really much of a story that needs to be fleshed out on. I mean, it's a very much. We, we could have used contained. more of Jim's ambition. We could have used more of Michael's that, fuck up and a little bit more of Dwight's detective. This should yeah, have been promo- taken more of that. This should have been promotion part one instead of the meeting. I think this should have been a two parter. Yeah, this basically is a two parter with the next. Yeah, I think it would. I think it would have been better serviced uh, like that as well. But uh, they. Um, Oh God! What was the what was the other thing that Andy was? Well, oh, I, oh! When they were talking about, um, what are you gonna say if you get caught? Oh yeah! And Michael's like, oh, that's good. <laughs> I've got tons of things. If I get caught in a like a box, <laughs> like he like he he has a whole like, like Dwight he's was thought out. He's thought up before. It's like, well, I have tons of things to say if anybody ever discovers me in a box, and he just goes with the tried and true again. Speaking back to the '90s, or I guess really the '80s, gray poop like that will just me. smooth everything yeah. over. Yeah, pardon <laughs> me. Do you have any gray poupon? And Michael loves it. Yeah, he's like perfect. But I'll admit, just reading that did make me chuckle because I'm a child of the '80s. <laughs> <laughs> and, but I, you were saying about you were talking about extra or, or alternate takes. Was there an alternate take of Andy talking about his uncomfortable as he perceives it situation with his cousin? There was, <laughs> uh, but it really didn't go any differently. No, uh, okay, yeah, good. that part. What it what it did instead Again was with it the cousin. Uh, it, yeah, it's yeah. Phyllis Phyllis's disdain is so funny. <laughs> Absolutely, so she's got, she has to have been putting up with it all morning. How, how, well, how, it made me think. 
wait, were there other stories with this? <laughs> right, were there yeah. other, what yeah. else is going on with the cousin? There is a good deleted scene with Phyllis and Pam where Pam's trying to get Phyllis to commit to the wedding and she actually goes in the office and asks everyone, hey, who's going to Pam and Jim's wedding? <laughs> and when like half of them say I am, she goes, put me down for yeah for now. <laughs> rude that's the best part is like you realize like just how much the rest of the office does not give a shit about no. jim and pam in this episode no. and, and that's really and kelly Ugh. oh the i'm just going to support jim oh i love that line yeah, or it feels like a waste yeah. if she doesn't if ryan's not there. <laughs> yeah at which point pam you know what to do Get, yeah. all right ne- never fucking mind yeah you're not coming but the thing too is that Damn like it. we have a, they didn't we have a want. dance number to coordinate, Brian. We, don't you do? Don't you take that away oh, from us? Oh, that's they, true. My bad. A good dance number to a crappy song. Oh, I love the song, unfortunately. But anyway, <laughs> but honestly, though, Jim and Pam, they really didn't want anybody coming to the wedding. Cost like, seventy five bucks per. That's you the know. Thing. There's so many good like. This whole that that this whole plot feels a little jump the shark, but that talking yeah. head is so good. Yeah, with the, yeah, that's why we had it in Niagara. And this, <laughs> you know? yes, exactly. Michael said everybody could be off Friday and Monday, yeah. so now and that felt like a throwback too. Like, yeah. oh, but Michael said every everybody, yeah, just like you said. Mm-hmm. There are those little throwback fun moment. I love it, which is why we're having it in Niagara. Yeah. <laughs> They're, they're, it's so good because there's all these little bits that I feel like in the, the writer's room were, was great ideas being tossed back and forth, but they just don't coalesce into a great episode. No, and this is where kind of season six kind of gets more season sixy, I think, in this, because you kind of see, okay, this isn't this isn't quite where it used to be. Like, the, the quality here is kind of not as good, or it's just not as organized as well. I'm, I'm not sure exactly. There's all... It's, so much I, is going on. I theory, I have a theory that Michael Scott Paper Company went so well yeah. that more plot-driven narrative arcs may have been a conscious choice. Yeah. Because we see it with the promotion arc, with the wedding arc, mm. with Michael dating Pam's mom, mm-hmm. we see, with Saber. Mm. We see multiple kind of like mini arcs this season. They kind of had to go that way maybe just to move things forward. It just can't be... Sure. Yeah, after a you certain know. amount of time, you, you can't really have, on. you know, yeah. you can't really have, it can't just be a string of one-off episodes, really, well, anymore. And and the there's only so many ways you can show Michael's incompetence with certain Insecurity. topics. And, and we've done it again and again and again. We have managed to find a little bit of new gold in these last two episodes with the gossip angle, which is a, a very business natural story, that or an office mm-hmm. story that we haven't told yet. And this one about the idea of the manager knowing something's going on but can't having any control, there's value there. I see why this worked well in the idea room. Mm-hmm. Yes, sure. But just in yeah. the execution, there was too much either cut or too much that wasn't that was kept that shouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. But there are those little brilliant episodes, which or moments. Yeah. Like for instance, one of my favorite of all timers is Pam. Com- or when Michael's trying to get information out of Pam, and Pam just says, yeah, so you, Jim, are close. Huh? Yeah, I think the pregnancy really brought us there. That's a great line. The line with Creed, with uh, you think they're talking about me? No, I think they're talking about me. Oh, yeah, that makes way more sense. <laughs> Such a good Creed line. Yeah, actually kept in the episode this time. It, yeah. was a, it yep. wasn't a, uh, what Creed wasn't on the uh, cutting room floor. They this, did. Because, this other, episode. because otherwise... Um, Thankfully, I read read enough about this that I'll notice things in the background. But once when Dwight goes nuclear yeah. at the end, and, uh-huh. and, and, and uh, you see Creed jump like in the back, you and see, Stanley kind of moves a little. Yeah, <laughs> you see everybody kind of. <laughs> That's another thing too. That Dwight moment at the end 
that is such a payoff for us as fans of the show. Uh-huh. Seeing Dwight Absolutely. react to Jim becoming a manager, that is a nightmare come to life mm-hmm. for and, one of our characters. And they started off perfectly with him about to announce something very important with the fraud that's happening in the warehouse. Yeah. And and completely cut out from underneath him and not only that, or Michael does, he takes the floor and he announces that Jim is co-manager of his butt and all of their butts. Mm-hmm. Just drops the hammer <laughs> right on right on Dwight. And one of the things I did want to talk about, though, was, and I'm, I'm really kind of surprised that, that this didn't go, because, of course, when uh, after, after the meeting uh, with Jim and then David Wallace... You know, calls mm-hmm. calls Michael into his office, yes, and, yeah, yes. and you know Michael uh, showing showing David Wallace Jim's file. Oh, I love that. Knowing, mm. he, and and that was another like a weird, rare like insight in that Michael does actually know, like he knows to show Jim's file because he knows Toby it was more is jealous of yeah mm-hmm. is jealous of Jim and Pam being together so he's obviously you know writing down you know and that that's kind of a callback to I think a season 4 episode where when Ryan's the the main guy and mm-hmm. he calls Jim in there and he goes look I know how you spend your time yeah. yeah, I'm just giving you a just giving you a warning. You know, I know you spend a lot of time goofing off, and and Toby's just kind of sitting there like. Yeah, and there's Toby they, as a talking head use, right after. They that. use that yeah. seed right there, and then with them getting engaged, and and uh, you know, and Toby obviously, he, he, if he's if he has a chance to say something bad about Jim, he's going to write it down. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and did we actually hear Michael? By the way, um, say that Toby, Toby is, is extremely reliable. Yeah, yeah. And it's, but it's not very well it's written. Killing the him. man is is teetering on so, both sides right now, so hard. Yeah, on multiple both sides, really. And it, and then to see it all retracted in the phone conversation later, where he says that Toby is on drugs <laughs> yes. while he's pressing the button, the mute button. That mute bit is so good. The the Dwight, I did beep not beep. Yeah, <laughs> say You're that cutting in and out, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one thing this episode does so well is those little moments, yes. you know, which, mm-hmm. which it sucks because there's so much lack of cohesion overall, but there's so many great bits that I know the writers loved this episode more than I think we all ended up there, loving. There's it. still like a, a lot to like. Slash, yeah. Oh, yeah. Some of it to love, even um, even though it's not that great of an episode. It's a fun. Yeah. I, I believe like, it, it's a fun episode to write. Exactly. As, as yeah. a writer, you probably had such a blast writing this episode, yeah. and it just as as a viewer, it it doesn't really come off. The, as a viewer, I can tell they had fun writing it. Well, it's, yeah. it it is jumbled with a lot of um, sort of little extra details, like in the same meeting when when Michael's saying when well. Wallace brings up the fact that Jim brought up this idea of Michael being over all of Northeast. Oh, that's yeah. the other thing too, is Michael missed out on a hell of a promotion. Yeah. Absolutely. Michael was essentially about to become Jan. He yes. Yeah. He, he just but I mean, did he just want to stay where he was and he did not he just couldn't I think part of it is he didn't realize how much this was a good thing. He was so busy and panicked and threatened that he didn't see the value. Mm. And two, I think you're right. I think Michael, there may be a part of Michael that realizes like you, you have the golden goose right here. Yeah. Do Mm. not fuck this up by getting promoted or fired. Mm. What is it? What was it when, when you used to, when you worked at our old job, Yeah, when you did, what was it that somebody said to you? Like, you get promoted, like it. 
it's something like there's some saying about like being promoted above your like be sure you don't get promoted above your competency yeah, or, yeah. or something. There's a there's an old saying about that about being pr- uh, pr- promoted to your level of incompetence. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, and I think Michael does. I think he is smart enough to realize that. He's mm. reached the ceiling of his incomp. Like he can yeah. still pull this off. Exactly. Well, he's already yeah. and he already and I will say now thinking through, he's already struggling just with the Buffalo Branch right. being added to. So right. maybe right? Yeah. He, maybe that is why he's sort of so disconcerted. Like when he's looking at at through the, he really yeah. It's kind of hitting me now. Okay, so that's why he was really that concerned. He, it really he, had hit he him. He either doesn't want the more work. Or maybe he he sees himself fucking up so much yeah. that he hears promotion but doesn't really believe it. Well, well, all he well, hears well, is Jim taking over his job, and, and and all he knows is he needs to talk to his H and R Block guy. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I well, I love the idea that Michael understands that you know people at his point in life typically have to go confer before a big decision. Yes. Because people at his station in life typically have a family, you know, mm-hmm. a, a wife or partner uh, and, and children. So, so big decisions have to involve others to make sure everyone is on board for the change. But he doesn't have those people. No. So he just fills in because he thinks he, he he doesn't realize that it's about the things that he doesn't have, that if he had them, then he needed to do that. He yes. just thinks, oh, I'm an adult. So obviously I have to go confer before a big decision. Yeah. So who's important in my life? Mom, of course. And and then you think of the amount of ellipses <laughs> that went through Michael's head right. before he finally got to the guy who does his taxes. Well, I mean, and, it, and not an accountant, not no. like his personal accountant, <laughs> the no, no, H and R no. block guy. Yeah, it's kind of, well, it's kind of the same thing with the uh, with the company picnic. Where didn't he say he used to bring? He always just used to bring like one of the guys from the condo board or yeah. something. Just just like some <laughs> random dude that lived in his condo. Uh-huh. He always take to the company picnic. So it's yeah, Michael. Michael has that. You know, long goes way down a list before it gets to people that Michael could, you know. Which, you know, if you think about it, it's that's what it's like when you don't really have friends. You know, yes, he, friends he has to or confidants. To, yeah, or or um, you or know, even close family besides his mother. Yeah, his mother. I don't. I, he's and really, gonna, I don't even believe his. I think his mom is kind of. She ain't going to the company picnic. No, him. no, she and don't want Je- that. Jeff's not either. Yeah, yeah, and he can't reach out to Jeff. Well, and Jeff's got his trains. <laughs> he's got his trains. Yeah. So back to the trains. He, he should see Dwight Slaughterhouse. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> By the way, I, I think that I think that this is the day. Speaking of the trains and Dwight and. Now back to Toby. I think this is the day that Toby decided. Uh, you know, first of all, HR H and R people shouldn't go on stakeouts. No. Um, and then I think this is also the day he realized I, I just need to write a novel. Yeah. This this was. I like how they started to flesh out his personality with his uh, enjoy of the hard boiled detective story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, got a punch in the, the mush. mush. See, uh, Brian, I saw you shared that on on social media today. I I was uh it's punch. It's punch you in the mush. Is it? Yeah, oh, it's right. something Wait, like that. I uh, I need to as I. Oh, or it's punch you in the mush, or punch you too mush. I think it might be punch you I, too I, mush. I think it's. I thought he says punch you in, in the, the mush. mush. That's what I thought. What did? Um, let me check. Let me recheck my Facebook. Uh, <laughs> um, let me believe. Yeah. Yeah, so on the closed caption, it does say, I'll punch you into mush. See? Oh, I'll punch you into, into mush. Okay. But when I was reading about it on one of the wikis, it said, punch you in the, mu- in the mush. And then in, in quote, uh, uh, they put mouth in, a quota- in quotation marks, or not quotation yeah. marks, in uh, ellipse 
Ah, oh, that is. I think that was an old timey thing for worked. mouth was mush. Yeah, right. There's an old British term that says uh, means mouth or face. I don't want to yeah. see your mush again. But I don't know, but I like I like I like that he commits to the character. Well, yes. and, and here's the thing: is that uh, closed captioning is not uh, a machine that is is hearing the words. It's typically a, a human. Oh yeah, that's listening true. and typing. So, mm. if a person didn't understand the phrase mm-hmm. "punch you in the mush," did they? But have the... caught of the idea of mush of like a pile of goo or whatever, yes, yes. And, and thought yes. "punch you into mush," like punch you so hard you become mush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they might have said that instead. That's true. I think that's, it works both ways. Actually, right? a lot of and it kind of does. Yeah. A lot of closed captioning is actually starting to go like it AI, is now. Yeah, but but, but traditionally, it's yeah, been, traditionally, but it uh, honestly. It's not much better than, in, in fact, in fact, as somebody who will periodically watch YouTube videos with oh, yeah. the closed captioning on, sometimes it just woof, hey, swing and a miss. No, for just, sure. Just think about how often you use voice to text, and it's radically yeah. different from what you say. <laughs> this you is, yeah, and, I always, this is and that always makes me feel. I, I always feel bad for hard of hearing people. I'm like, what? What the fuck are they thinking? Like, like what? What is that? That stuff has taught me uh, not to get us off track again because we have uh, once or twice already. But, yeah. but how much people who live with disabilities yeah. are 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 so lucky that they're getting access to anything at all because our mm. society world the way we interact does not support them yeah. efficiently mm. at all. No, mm. it's it, it is funny that you say that. Well, I mean, not funny. It because I because I think yeah. I I think mm. the same thing when I watch that. I'm like. Man, we really got to do better. Yeah. We really mm. do. Yeah, for anyone with true hearing challenges, the closed caption is not doing a good enough yeah. job. Yeah. You know? I mean, and, so. you know, I hopefully with AI getting to be, I mean, hell, AI can be an artist now. Yeah, Like, right. you know, it, it, can, it, can we it, use it for something it, good? Yeah, it, it, right. we should that be should able to. I, I don't think we can get a leap. It's yeah. not too far of a leap to, to do that. But, we'll but yeah, it, and, you know, with Toby, I. It's like he's Toby is such like he he's kind of painted in the show as like one of the more competent good people but then you know he does that stuff with you know selfishly like really yeah. sabotaging Jim's yeah personal file I'm like you're not like Toby is a nice guy yeah, like, Toby. Toby is like nice guy. TM. He's a selfish guy too. Though. Yeah, that's sure. the thing. Yeah, oh, you, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that nice guy. That, well, that that's not really a nice yes, guy. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. You he, know, well, he calls someone an asshole in this. Yeah, uh, that's true. The way our he first, shouts, our first cursing uh, Toby, I think. Yeah, maybe. he's kind of just a dick. He jumps to a lot of conclusions right there and pays for it hilariously. Yeah. Well, and I love how uh, when him and and Dwight do attempt a mea culpa, uh, you know, after. Um, uh, yeah, the, that, uh, were they knocking the trash cans? Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. After knocking over the trash cans, and 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 after okay, Dwight yeah. being radically racist, uh. Uh, and then of course they figure out that it was indeed uh, Dwight misusing the lift, or excuse me, Daryl misusing the lift, which led to his injury. Straight up. Uh, then going to the the head to head, the face off, uh, the um, standoff, if you will, where uh, two on one. Uh, Dwight is ready to file, or excuse me, Dwight is ready to file a complaint, Daryl is ready to file a complaint, and all Toby wants is no paperwork, and the only person who doesn't get what they want is Toby. Yeah. Who gets to fill all that paperwork. Yeah. Which really does play into the end that that it, the office wants Toby to be their sad sack character. Yes. He is, he will be an eternal loser. And and really, Eternally. you know, it is, I think, in it is sort of his penance in the episode for, you know, Doing the thing with Jim's file, yeah, mm-hmm. and also the drugs, you know, yeah, the drugs. 
since he's on those he's drugs. On, yes. Clearly, obviously. <laughs> yeah, because I just see, because when he had that outburst, like when, when he did that cursing, yeah. you know that was just the culmination of like, Sad sack Toby, like everybody takes advantage of me and all that. And then that was kind of like, you know, his explosion sure. of like, you know, his, I'm his t- anger management. Yeah. 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 Exploded. Yeah. yeah. I did like Dwight actually attempting to treat Toby for a concussion. Yeah. Uh, after the accident. That was very nice of him. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Severe. Uh, um, he really cares and he doesn't care how comfortable you are about it. <laughs> Shine that light right yeah. in your eye. Uh, I do love learning this episode that Michael uh, has had to come into work on a Saturday, <laughs> but it was because he forgot his phone. <laughs> and, and I also like that he equates uh, Jim to Big Bird. Yeah. And, uh, yes. and trying to, he and is try, tall. He is tall. He's yellow. He's, yeah. <laughs> but, in, but in deciding who's going to be the manager, I, I, I think going to Maria or Gordon might one be of the uh, real, real one of the people. real adults. <laughs> Would probably be better than, I don't know, Oscar the Grouch. Uh, uh, although, I got to give it up for Michael. The way he smoothly popped out of the cheese cart to greet David Wallace. That was uh, agile. That was really good, actually. <laughs> that was, uh, and and well Wallace done. was none the wiser. Jim was eventually, but I do think that was beautifully played. Uh, that yeah. was a nice uh, camera, or the way they set that up. Yeah. Was, was pretty um, was pretty awesome, but um Negative points on the length of Andy. Um, I don't know. Maybe some people find Andy talking about all the cheese funny uh, or whatever. But it, I love that he mm. talks about the 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 the, the maybe the, the, easy the goldfish. Cheese, okay, getting a <laughs> little bit of the rind. <laughs> yeah, which is that was, particularly that was, challenging. That was better. That was the best writing of that yeah. whole thing. But the length of it just really yeah. I, put I, me I out agree. Scene yeah. In a way, like okay, you're really pushing this guy I, honestly harder same, than you need to. Same with the stuff with the setup in the deleted scenes. I just didn't love anything of Andy in this episode. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just but, didn't. I just, I just don't love Andy. At this no, point. and and him him misconstruing his text from his from his cousin, cousin about uh, going to get dr- I, I, like the whole thing. It just don't <laughs> fuck your cousin, Andy. Good the God. the one. I mean, really, all he they really, needed to do with Andy was the one good and, part was the where Michael's trying to pretend to have a con. He's like, "How are your sales?" And yeah. Andy thinks he's really like asking him and not just that part's know, good. Yeah, it's and the like, economy. Oh man, you're really you're seeing right through me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that that played to like Andy's awfulness in a good way. Yeah, you know? yeah. They should have just only had that. You got. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's right. He 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 did. He, at least he was sort of trying to be honest afterwards. Like, okay, well, I'm in this nebulous. Nice word of ne- nice use of nebula, nebulous, by the way, writers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, they. I don't know. They're trying, but it's hit or miss right now with Andy. A lot of misses. Agreed. I, uh, I'm hoping the next episode will be better. As we wrap up, anything else this episode we want to chat on? Um, well, it's it's um, you know Angela actually for one split second tried to seem um, normal and oh. nice. And um, after Meredith with uh, I, I love that line. Uh, You're gonna text me the morning of my wedding <laughs> to, to to get directions. And, and yep, and and she wants whatever's fanciest unless, unless there's, there's ribs. ribs. Yeah. <laughs> We can all understand that. That's right. a great Meredith moment. Uh, the Ryan moment with the I've had a $77 bottle of cognac. Oh, My first smudgeness. thought is, that that's it? Only $77? Yeah. Talk about fucking cognac. <laughs> that goes into like the hundreds of dollars, yeah. if not more. They were I mean, skimping at corporate. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but, of uh, but, but of course, yeah, Angela with uh, getting annoyed that her bag was sitting there <laughs> and that and how dare Pam move it, it out of the way. Yeah. Oh, my goodness me. Kind of an odd... Um, just sort of a let's just throw this on at the end. 
Was there an ext- was there anything extended after that in the other te- in the uh, other versions? No the the ending that the ending the- of the extended one was Pam with Daryl's sister. Yeah, with Daryl's oh, yeah. sister. See, yeah, okay, I might have I might have liked that a little bit more. Yeah. Otherwise, I believe the regular ending just ended with Dwight screaming. Yeah. And then it, uh, and no, then no, it was. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure it was. Um, it was Pam and Angela. Oh, no, like, it's, yeah, it's, it's Angela it's, at the back. It's Angela yeah. Oh, okay, there, and then that was black. Oh, okay. And it's kind of like that's okay, right. Okay. That's right. That was. And yeah. that's how. And that even added to the more. Well, this is just a lot of thrown together stuff. Like, because yeah. that seems like that would have been. That should have been somewhere before this. There should have been a better ending to that. To me. Yeah. Well, and, honestly, and the scream. The scream the, should yeah. have been the ending. Yeah. Absolutely, that should have been in the end. In the in yeah. the extended one, yeah, they put that they put that scene kind of more in the middle of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and but you know it's um not it's, the worst, but it, you know it's, it's you can't win them all. Yeah, no, you all. can't win them all. And, and there's a lot of interesting stuff here that was specifically for us. It's know? a lot of setup. I think I yeah. read that there was a lot of um the cri- the critics on this episode said there was it wasn't this it, it there wasn't a lot of humor as there should have been, and there was That's a how lot. I felt it was yeah. a lot more setup. Uh, and you know a lot of a lot of different shows get get uh, you know different types of shows you know not just comedies dramas too I know that there's well this was more of a setup episode yeah, yeah. you know there's a lot of that can be a critique and we've got two big things happening real soon with the wedding and the delivery yeah so you know they're they're it's this season I'm sure that they they had a, a whiteboard and they had. The wedding, they had the birth of, of Cece, and then they kind of filled in the rest. Yeah, I true. I totally Maybe I totally they had agree. Saber, you know, because mm-hmm. when I watched when I watched the regular TV cut last night, I was like, when it was over, I was like, it's already over. That's it. Yeah, like, it this just doesn't. This, yeah, and there's three plot lines, yeah, and yeah. it still doesn't feel like enough. Yeah, yeah. No, and, no. I mean, and granted, it's 22 minutes, but that's you know standard that's, broadcast yeah. length. But even still, I was like. You could have told me that was like a fifteen-minute episode. Yeah. I, I yeah. was just like, "That's that's it." Yeah, that's yeah. all they did. Because half of it is conversations. Dwight, yeah. uh, you know, not that everything on TV is conversations, but you know, David and and Jim, Jim and Michael, mm-hmm. Michael and David. There's so much that are just little back and forth chats. Yeah, um, yeah, it's man, yeah. like. Uh, like uh, Kelly uh, admiring Pam's boobs. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> which, is, which is, I guess, what gave her the um, courage to be able to say that it would just be a waste if Ryan didn't go yeah. to the wedding. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. That's the first thing she says to Pam. So too. jealous of your yeah. boobs. <laughs> and that's the thing is for for a mediocre episode, there were some great character moments. Oh, great! Yes, yeah. yeah. So Good we can always we can always usually count on that. Oh, absolutely. You know, absolutely. we still can even you know even, even up in to, eight even nine we get that. Yeah, that's, that's oh, what holds this yeah. show together. It really is, does. Is in great the great moments from a great cast. Exactly, and you know they're still you know obviously they're still relying on the ensemble. Yeah, um, they they go to the well a lot with that, and um, you know it just doesn't always play the best like it should. Right. Again with the cousin. <laughs> Josh, thanks for coming back. Yeah, thanks, thanks for man. having me. We'll it's always a pleasure. Time. Come yeah. back next week. Let's see what this yeah. all goes. All right, yeah, I'll be here. See if we can redeem this shit. And thank you, Brian. Thank you, sir. And thank all of you for listening to the People Person Paper Podcast. That's it. We're done. We'll see you next week. The People Person's Paper Podcast is an OLA Ministries production. The People Person's Paper Podcast is produced by Hilton Price and Brian Sittler. Engineering by Hilton Price. OLA Ministries is owned and operated by OLA Ministries, LLC. Contact Hilton Price and Michael Zampino for more information.